All right, today I want to talk about what to do in a do-over. What to do in a do-over. Why don't you look at your neighbor and say, you need a do-over. A do-over. You ever, I remember when I was a kid and we would be playing pig or horse, and you'd take a shot and you'd miss, you would say, what? I need a do-over. That was a practice shot, right? And sometimes you get two or three do-overs, depending on who you're playing with, right? And so the, the first try was what? Just practice for the next one. And, and in golf, I think we call it what? A mulligan. Throw another ball down and, and try it again. And, and do you ever wish you could have a do-over in real life? Do you ever wish that uh, you could, in life, you could hit the pause button and have a little talk with yourself? First of all, rewind, then hit the pause button. Have a little talk with yourself and say, I, I've seen how this movie goes, and you need to stop here and think about what you're about to do. Come on, anybody yeah. honest today with the fact that uh, we, we all could use some do-overs, and, and I think about a, a do-over in my life. Can I tell you about a do-over I wish I had in my life? Uh, we moved into our, our current home about four years ago, and it was just a crazy time. We, were, we had two houses. We had two kids in the NICU, and we had no clue which stuff was at what house, and I, I was home for uh, a day or two. I think it was a weekend because I had to be home for church. And we had all these boxes that we had used for like Christmas and baby showers and uh, moving. And they, they filled the garage. And, and I said in my astute mind, I'm going to take these to the backyard and burn them. Everybody say do over. And so we, we got about four acres. And so I, I, I thought I took it to a, a place in the backyard where it was kind of a barren dirt spot. That wasn't close to the grass, and so I, I just started throwing boxes out and uh, just kind of haphazardly uh, started a fire. And about 30 seconds into it, I thought, you know, there's a patch of grass there I didn't see. And uh, I didn't realize it was like early February, but it, was, it had been very dry, and that grass caught on fire, and next to that grass was a layer of leaves, and y'all in a about a minute, my backyard was on fire, out of control fire. I was like stomping. I was looking for anything in the car that would do the trick. So I, I called 911. My, my, our, like our first week in the house, I called 911 and Beecher City's finest came out to help me. And, and I, I stood by the road trying to wave them in and, and Marshall McGowan drove by and I was like waving and Michelle was with him, and they went past, and she said, you know, I don't think he was saying hi. I think he was saying, I need help. <laughs> Marshall, thank you for being there. That day, I got to meet my neighbors. All the neighbors came out to meet the new idiot in the neighborhood that doesn't know how to start a fire. What do you do for a I'm a fiery preacher. That's what I do for a living. I'm start fires. That's what a do-over looks like. And then, you know, I had the comfort, do I tell Danielle? Come on, man, you know what I'm talking about. 
Do you really think she's going to notice the bottom of those trees actually caught on fire? I'm not kidding, y'all. Bottoms of trees, it was edging towards the house. But she called me and she said, hey, uh, can you do me a favor? Can you go by the house in Effingham? I think I left the iron on, on its bottom side. So we almost burnt down both our houses in 24 hours. And you trust us to lead you. Amen. But we serve a God of do-overs. Amen. We serve a God of, of fresh starts and, and new opportunities. That There are some mistakes in life that we're going to live with the consequences for the rest of our life. That's just the way life works. However, there's also do-overs. There's also second chances within the mistakes. And I love what Lamentations chapter 3 says, but this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. In other words, he's saying, I bring this to my mind, and this is what gives me hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Now, I want us to replace that word new every morning and say new every year. You had a, a bad 2021, what you need to do over. You know what our God says? I can do that. Amen. We can do that. His mercies are new every morning. They're new every year. And, and we're going to walk in with that hope that God's got some do-overs for me this year. There's some, some areas in my life I failed, some areas of life I, I need to improve on. But I serve a God who's faithful. When, even when I'm not, he's faithful. And so the power of the do-over comes in not letting our past keep us from trying again. And, you know, we can be so obsessed with our mistake that we miss the new opportunity right in front of us. And God's giving us a do-over and we don't even see it. And so God doesn't expect us, here's a great thing about God, he doesn't expect us to be perfect on the first try. Do you know that? God does not instantaneously expect you to be perfect instantaneously. It takes practice. It takes time. You know what he says? Try again. You fail the test? Take it again. How many were thankful for those really cool teachers in high school that would let you do that? Come on, high school Bible class, where are you guys at? And you learn more when you retake the test. The, the, the goal with God isn't to say that you got a 95 or a 100. The goal is that you learn and you get it right and you learn more about Him. And so God doesn't expect us to be perfect the first time that we try something. He wants us to learn and take the test again. And here's what you need to know today is that when God called you, he knew about your ineptitude, he knew about your ignorance, and he knew the mistakes you would make. Let me put, can I put that in a really crude way? Your stupidity is baked in the cake. God calls Abraham, and, and Abraham, he's the father of faith, but he makes some really bad mistakes, dumb mistakes. And, and God doesn't say, well, I didn't see that coming. 
I thought he was smarter than that. No, God knew the things that Abraham would do when he called him, but he called him anyway. Why? Because Abraham's election wasn't dependent on his aptitude or his ability. It was based upon God's faithfulness. Come on, I wish somebody would preach with me today. And so when we realize it's not about me, the do-over is not about me, it's about the faithfulness of God. It's about what He can do through me because He's faithful. He knew your weaknesses when He said, come and follow me. He knew Peter's weaknesses when He said, Peter, come follow me. He knew that Peter would need some do-overs. But he learned and and he he became the man God wanted him to be. Why? Because he knew what to do in a do-over. And and here's a principle I want you to remember today. Discipleship. And what's discipleship? It's the art of following Jesus is about do-overs. Disciples follow their teacher looking and imitating what he does, and disciples don't always get it right. The church doesn't always get it right. Leaders don't always get it right. Parents don't always get it right. But you know what you do? You take the test again, and that's what we call sanctification. How many wants to be sanctified in 2022? How many wants to do some things over and do some things better? So I want to give us three points today of what to do and a do-over. Number one is learn from the mistake and be better. Don't get into a pity party. You know those people that use a pity party as a power play? Poor me. No, no, no. We're not going to talk about poor you. We're not going to obsess about the past. And They would love for you just to cry with them all the time. Now, we're going to get up, and we're going to learn from that mistake, and we're going to be better. How many wants to be better? I want to be better. Proverbs 12, 1 says, whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but he who hates reproof is stupid. Now, before y'all send me emails about saying that word, you don't want your kids to hear that. That's in the Bible. I'm sorry. Y'all write the the ESV translation and let them know how you don't like that. But the goal is not to, here's the goal. The goal is this, the reality is this, we need do-overs, but the goal is not to have to need as many do-overs. Is that all right? The goal is to learn and fix it. The goal isn't for every Sunday morning you have to crawl back up here and snot and cry and, God, I'm sorry, last night I, it started with one drink, then it went to two, and then I woke up this morning, I didn't know where I was, but I'm still here at church, bless God. How many knows that's not the goal? And God will give us do-overs, but the point of grace, the point of the do-over is that you get it right. Think of it this way, God's grace is like a net. Let's, let's pretend like we're walking on a narrow bridge, and there's a net along this edge of the bridge. And grace is this, when I fall off the bridge, the net's there to catch me. 
But you know what the goal is? The goal isn't to fall in the net. The goal is to learn how to walk and not fall as often. And that comes when, when we surrender to the grace of God. When God teaches us and we're open to discipline and we learn to walk the way we need to walk. And so you may not always succeed the first time. I want everybody to pay attention to this. You may not always succeed the first time, but life's a whole lot easier if you do. Can anybody testify to that? How many's had to take the test a hundred times? And life would have been a whole lot easier if you would have passed the first time you took the test. So the reason I'm saying this is, is, is we're, we're not trying to get do-overs. That's just the reality that we need them. The goal is to need less of them. And we don't want to get stuck in a pattern of constantly living in the do-over. And the pattern is this. Mistake, get up again, do-over. Mistake, get up again, do-over. What we want to become as a mature disciple of Jesus Christ that gets out of that cycle. Romans chapter 6 says, what shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? In other words, should we keep sinning so that we can keep getting do-overs? By no means. How can we who have died still live in sin? So we want to get out of that cycle. We want to get out of of the cycle of constant do-overs, and we want to learn from our mistake. And when the do-over comes, we want to be sincere about getting it right this time. And so to, to be great at anything means that you eventually get it right. I'm not a good golfer, but I've talked to people who are. And I've heard a couple of them say this. The secret to becoming a good golfer Don't take as many mulligans. Try to get it right the first shot. Focus on that first shot. And so we want to become mature disciples of Jesus. That just because the net's there doesn't mean I'm going to try and fall. And this comes through self-examination. And looking at our life in a mirror. And and here's the word. Here's what we do in a do-over. Repentance. Repentance. Now, now a lot of you, I I just said that word, and and a picture comes to your mind. It's someone at the altar crying, fist pounding, crying, oh, God, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. That's not repentance. That's emotion. God just doesn't want your emotion in a do-over. He wants a made-up mind. Repentance is a made-up mind. I'm going to serve God. I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to keep putting my flesh into submission to obey the Word of God. Repentance isn't just an I'm sorry, God. It's God, I've changed my mind. I'm done with sin. I'm done with the cycle of do-overs. And so if we say, you know, everybody, half the crowd just raised their hands and said, I want to be better in 2022. Well, here, here's how you get better. Be honest about what you need to get better at. 
do you gossip? Do you is your mouth out of control? Is your thinking wrong? Are there some habits there that nobody else knows about but you? So let's let's ask ourselves before we enter this time of communion. What do I need to get better at? What did I fail at this year? What did I fall short at this year? And God's grace says, let's do it over. And when we respond to that grace, we sincerely say, God, help me to get it right this time. Can we just do that right now? Why don't you lift up your hands? God, help me this year. Help me be better. Lord, I I pray, God, I I wouldn't make a, a mockery out of your grace. Number two, the second thing we do in a do-over is we pray first in the do-over. This time we're going to pray first in the do-over. And oftentimes we need a do-over because we made a decision without praying. And we just did whatever we wanted to do and we didn't get God's opinion first. And here's how you get out of that cycle of do-overs. This time you're going to pray. This time you're going to fast. This time you're going to seek the face of God before you make that decision. And we want to get God's opinion first before we act. Prayer should be our first response and not our last resort. James chapter 4, he says this, Now listen, you who say today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why you do not even know... If that will happen tomorrow, what is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then it vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will do this or that. As it is you who boast in your arrogant schemes, all boasting is evil. Here's what he's saying. The height of arrogance is to do something without getting God's opinion first. To make big plans without praying. To come up with all these schemes in our heart and not get God's opinion. And I, wanna, I want you to look back at what went wrong in 2021 and ask the question, did I pray before I did that? Did I pray about that situation? Did I fast before that life-altering decision? And we show a lack of humility And we show tremendous arrogance when we just direct our lives and make decisions without getting God's opinion. You know why? Because what you're really saying is, God, I got this. Thanks for your help, but I'll take it from here. And I want to tell you, that is a recipe for a lot of do-overs. Some of the worst mistakes in my life came when I made decisions and I didn't pray first. And so we want to pray First, in 2022, you know, we often blame God for bad situations and poor decisions we make, but he's standing there saying, you know what, you didn't get my opinion. I didn't do this. This is the mess you created because you're operating from your flesh. And I think oftentimes we avoid getting God's opinion because we're afraid he's going to say no. And deep down inside, we know we shouldn't be doing it. We know that it's our flesh, we know that it's what we want, not the will of God. 
But I want to tell you, the will of God always pays off in the long run. Amen? So how do we do this? Well, we got 21 days of fasting and prayer coming up. Uh, uh, it's so funny. There's like people in the crowd that won't even look at me right now. They're like, don't want to hear it. 21 days of fasting and prayer, January 10th through the 31st. Now, don't get intimidated by this and, and think that we're asking everyone in here not to have a bite of food for 21 days. Now, I will tell you, true biblical fasting, and there is a power in it, is when you do a complete fast where you deny yourself food for a certain amount of time and drink water only. That, that's powerful, and I, I think everyone should incorporate that. But there's other things that you can do. You can fast certain types of food. Uh, may, maybe you say for, for these three weeks, we're shutting off the Netflix at our house. We're, we're going to limit our uh, exposure to media. There's, there's certain things that we are going to cut off. And here's what we do in fasting. We get closer to God. And we deny our flesh. And this is how we seek God as a church. The beginning of every year, we want His direction we want to put him first, and so for the first month, we're going to draw close to him, and here's what I'm going to tell you, the more people that participate in this, the more power. You don't want to know why we baptized 66 people last year, and we had a record giving, a record in giving last year, is because that January fast, I really believe that, we fight battles in January, and we prepare ourselves for the year to come. So I want to challenge you, if you've never done this before. And maybe you don't do the full 21 days. Do something. Do something. I promise you, you'll see results. You'll see things happen. God will give you direction about decisions. Whereas the past, you've always butchered that decision. You've always fell to that weakness. This year, when we pray first, we're going to see the grace of God. And that's what happens when... Fat, when we fast when we push aside that plate or whatever it is, God's grace starts flowing in our life. And we are able to do things supernaturally that we can't do on our own. Somebody praise God and already thank Him for what He's going to do. Amen. And we got these pray, pray first booklets. If you don't know how to pray, they're in the back in the concierge. I forgot to bring one up with me. They're these little booklets very easy, Any, anybody can use it, and you just pray through that book, and God will, oh, thank you, Jonathan, man, how many appreciate Jonathan, he's just, this is what it looks like, it's in the very back, if you know somebody that's not here, I want to tell you, this will help you know how to pray, and seek the will of God, and, and you know what we're going to see as a church, we're going to see less do-overs, and we're going to see people grow in spiritual maturity, and become the people of God. That he's called us to be. Number three. Third thing to do in a do-over. Don't get bitter in the do-over. You know, I want to go back to the first point. That, that first verse, Proverbs 12.1. A wise person loves discipline. A wise person, when you tell them no or you correct them, a wise person will thank you. Why? Because they want to be better. And they don't want another do-over. They don't want to live in a cycle of do-overs. And so when God corrects us, it's not a time to be bitter. 
Not a time to get angry. Don't let the enemy convince you that the good things of God can't happen in your life because of the past. Don't let the enemy convince you that you made such a horrible mistake that nothing good can ever happen in your life. Maybe you're in a season of do-overs. Have a good attitude. Don't get bitter. Keep your faith. Stay optimistic. And we see in the book of Exodus, God's people, they stayed in the desert for 40 years. Why? Because they got bitter in the do-over. And they stayed in a cycle of do-overs. Going in circles, doing the same thing for 40 years. Why? Because they couldn't learn what God was trying to teach them. And so here's what we're going to do. We're going to serve the Lord with gladness, not madness. We're going to serve the Lord with gladness, not madness in 2022. And you're going to say, Lord, I'm open. Maybe you've made the same mistakes for 40 years. You can step out of that cycle in one year. Don't get bitter. Don't get bitter. You know, you know, the easiest person to get bitter at is you. Maybe you believe God can do it, but you don't believe you can do it. You know what? Don't get bitter in the do-over. Say, God, I believe that in this fast, God, I believe in this year, as I draw closer to you, you're going to draw closer to me, and we're going to get out of this cycle that we've been stuck in. I want to close with Hebrews chapter 12. It says this, for the moment... All discipline seems painful rather than pleasant. When you're in the do-over, it feels painful. It feels embarrassing. But later, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Therefore, lift up your drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees. And make straight the paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be put out of joint, rather be healed. How many wants to be healed? I'm not just talking physically, I, spiritually. I want to be better. Strive for peace with everyone and the holiness of God, which, uh, for the holiness with which no one will see the Lord. And here, I want us to focus on this. See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God. That no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble. And by many, by it many, become defiled. You know what happens in bitter people? It's a disease that spreads to other people. You know what happens to grace-filled people? It's life that flows to other people. He says, see to it that no one does not obtain the grace of God. You know what our vision is here, for everyone that walks through these doors obtains the grace of God. And that there's no bitter root in this house. There's no bitter root in my life. So if you're in a season where God is disciplining you and teaching you some things, if you're in a season that's a do-over, God's teaching you and forming you to get it right. Can we stand to our feet right now all over this place? Come on, why don't, like that verse said, why don't we lift up those hands? Let's stretch out those knees. Why don't you pray, God, make me better. 
Lord, I pray, Lord, for all those that have failed. Lord, and we know that your supper isn't just for perfect people, it's also for those that have failed. And Lord, I pray this year, Lord, we would grow like never before individually as a body, God. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. If there's somebody here today that needs a do-over, God, I pray that they would realize it's here. It's in your church. Grace is abundant. Lord, I pray we would never take advantage of that grace, God. I pray that we would learn, God, to be like you. So that we can avoid the pain, the consequences of sin, and we'd be more than conquerors. Through him who loved us. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let's give God praise as Bishop comes to lead us in communion.